Welcome back, podcast friends, to I Am Healthy and Fit. I Am Healthy and Fit is the affirmation that begins changing your health and fitness from the inside out. I'm Steve Jordan, your health and fitness coach. Welcome back, everybody, to the I Am Healthy and Fit podcast. Today, I'm with Dr. Marisa Snyder. She has written a book that's due out this February called The Essential Oils Hormone Solution. This is a book that's targeted towards women and hormonal imbalances. However, men, you are not bulletproof. We all are suffering today from hormonal imbalances that are caused by pollutions in our air, chemicals in our food, synthetic estrogens in our products, stress in our emotional lives, and coupling all of this with our declining hormone levels as we age. This can leave us all feeling vulnerable, sick, and tired. These hormonal imbalances affect our mood on a daily basis, our sleep, our weight, our energy, and even food cravings. See, the tricky thing about hormonal imbalances is that it's something that sneaks up on us, and it's always in the background wreaking havoc on our health, and it's sometimes too late before we realize. So as a result, if you go to the doctor, oftentimes they'll overlook the symptoms and attribute it to something else, and then that leaves us wondering what's really going on in our body and if we'll ever feel normal again. Dr. Snyder gets to the bottom of this and much, much more in this podcast. I know you're going to enjoy it. She's an outstanding individual. She's written several books, and she's kicking ass. Enjoy the listen. Dr. Marisa Snyder, welcome to the I Am Healthy and Fit podcast. Thanks for having me, Steve. How are you doing? I'm awesome. How are you? I am doing great. And where are you living? I am living Whereabouts? out a little, well, basically San Diego, California, but La Jolla, California. And right out this window is the ocean. So, you know, I asked because it sounded like you were in a beautiful place because you're energy through the phone is vibrance. And I know location is one of the best ways and being in nature can help to uplift somebody's moods and emotions. So I had a feeling you might be somewhere beautiful. Yeah, it is gorgeous here. And I love I totally agree 100% on nature. There's so much great energy that you get from being out in nature. You know, we hike a lot, we're at the ocean almost every day, just because I just feed off of that just amazing energy that nature gives. Awesome. That's fantastic. Well, you are into nature. You're into uh, the science and the benefits of essential oils, which are derived from yes. nature, from plants and, and other. Um, where else actually would it be from? Is it just plants? It's, yeah. Actually? It's curious. So, they're, so essential oils are really a volatile chemical constituents that come from all over the plant. It could be the bark, the stems, the leaves, the flowers, the seeds. Um, it really just depends on the plant where the oils are from um, and depending upon the plant, like for instance, r peppermint, it comes from the leaves, whereas lavender, it's coming from the flowers just to kind of give you a sense of things. Nice. Well, we got to get back to where you actually are from and not just about from where you live, but how you got into, into this area of expertise because you are what appears to be a superwoman. You are an author of six books, uh, ranging from matcha teas to uh, the benefits of cooking and eating a cookbook. I mean, you're all over the place, and you obviously take health and wellness into a high standard. 
Uh, where did this all come about? How did you find your passion and where did you find this love for helping others? Yeah, that's such a great question. Thank you. You know, I think for so many of your listeners and, and people out there, well, one, I, I've never met a woman who wasn't a superwoman. But um, I, you know, like so many people, I have been on a pretty big health journey. And so often when I'm working with patients or meeting people for the first time, you know, everyone has a, has a journey in health one way or the other. And my journey in health actually started when I was really young. I was around seven years old. I had some pretty serious head trauma. And that led a couple months later to chronic migraines. So I lived in chronic pain for 15 plus years. And I was convinced, or at least I was told, that it was something I was going to have to live with, that I was never going to get rid of them. It was just like my lot in life. And I was going to be plagued with migraines for the rest of my life. And into my 20s, that I just operated that way. I, I had my meds, and I used to call it chasing a migraine. Like if I could beat a migraine, then I was winning. And I had them multiple times a week. I had headaches pretty much every day. And that's, I learned how to live with them. Um, it wasn't until I was a biochemist that I had a fellow scientist tell me that she thought there was a, 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 a functional practitioner office, which at the time, this was in, goodness, 2000. I ain't gonna, it was a while ago. Let's just say that. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to hate yourself. It was a while. And, Typical woman. <laughs> so it was, um, to, you know, in early 2000s and we, there wasn't functional medicine then. And I didn't really, I, I didn't necessarily know. I believe that I was always going to have these. So it was only because this particular clinic was about a mile off the freeway on my way home from work every day at a 45 minute drive back home that I was even willing to explore it. And within three months or so, I was migraine free for the first time in my life. Well, first time since I was seven. And I was like, what? And what was really profound about this is when I changed my entire trajectory of my life right then and there. But I changed my, my paradigm, my mindset around or my belief around how the body worked. I didn't believe that the body healed itself to any particular capacity. I took a ton of drugs then, a ton of pain relievers for my migraines to kind of overcome those. So it changed everything, everything I believed about the body completely shifted. I was heading off to, to medical school at the time, and I was going to be the doctor who was prescribing the same, same medications that I was pres being prescribed. And I realized that there was a much better way to take care of patients. And so changed my trajectory. Um, but all the while, in, in, I also, you know, kind of was lurking in the background, I was having hormone issues as well. And some of those hormone issues would drive migraines too, when I was growing up. But um, my, my next biggest health crisis was my hormone health crisis. And that it's interesting what I've studied over the years, because I'm a researcher by kind of like by um, by default. I really why I've written so many books on so many different topics and and I've done is because I'm just a researcher. And so I've discovered, you know, clearly food as the best way to heal the body. Um, but all the all these different ways of, of healing the body and then, you know, kind of landed in essential oils when I was having some of my biggest hormone issues. Um, and that was my next big journey that I have found over the last 10 years or so, um, or, or more or less, I have, you know, it, that's always been a consistent journey that I've been on, you know, right when my hormones are working properly, I tend to kind of, um, kind of ease off the, the pedal and start to make other decisions. I find that my hormone battle has really been with my lifestyle choices. So I, you know, right when everything feels great, 
I start to probably bring in other lifestyle techniques and habits that don't serve. And so I'm when it comes to hormones, as they're always fluctuating and always moving in the body, I'm always making and pivoting based on what's going on in my body. That is awesome. What a great story. You turn a breakdown or breakdowns into breakthroughs and possibilities to create new habits and find new ways of healing from within. That is correct? absolutely correct. And it what That's blew awesome. my mind so much in all of this is that we have so much more capacity to heal ourselves than we think. You know, your, your body inherently wants to get back to balance, you know, and, and I you know, from 15 years of having this chronic pain and believing, just truly thinking I could not heal and then do it and then having that miracle happen, which wasn't even a miracle at all. It was just having the right tools. But so much of it really was lifestyle and in recognizing mm. that I had a lot more control over my health than I thought I did. And I think that's always the biggest message. When I was that young, I was just relinquishing my health to other people. I really didn't have a lot of say in what was going on. I just followed the directions and took the pills and followed the prescriptions. And that led down a really crappy path um, where I wasn't well. I didn't do well. Um, and when I discovered that I had a lot more capacity for healing than I did, I took ownership in that journey. And I'm really the one steering the ship at this point. Amazing. So I am healthy and fit is a mantra. It's an affirmation that I created. Uh, you and I share a similar story. I had a traumatic brain injury at the age of 19. I fell off of a balcony and nearly died and had to have brain surgery to save my life. And it was a three year plus recovery with short term, long term memory loss, paralysis, brain damage. And doctors, some of the best in the world down in uh, Johns Hopkins and the University of Maryland Shock Trauma Center telling me that I would never be able to do this or that again. But I didn't believe that. And I created mantras and affirmations and ate well and exercised the way that I only intuitively knew. I, there was no science back then showing any of this. Uh, this was back in 1994. And uh, I healed myself miraculously. Like you said, miracle or you know, nature or nurture. And like, it's just, but the point is, I am a huge believer in this. And I'd love to, our listeners to, to hear from your perspective, how important, you know, your belief, I heard you say that believing in something is as important as, you know, anything else. Can you comment a little bit on that? Yeah, there's a couple of really powerful um, applications around belief mindset that, you know, having those affirmations, you know, when you believe something, you, you tend, if you start to think it, you start to become it, you start to do it, right? So that really predicates a lot of the behaviors. If you don't believe you're going to get well, well, you're probably not going to act like you're going to get well. You're probably not going to do the things that need to get done to get well either. Um, and then a lot of our belief mindset around just taking care of our bodies. You know, when I was growing up, one of the reasons why I found myself in the, the hormone chaos was really because I believed that my worth was predicated by how much I did and how much I did for others. So I was always on the back burner. I never put myself first when it came to health. I always found ways to put other people before me. And when we have a belief that we are deserving or that we're not worthy of care, of, of self-care, of, of, of healing, we really can't get to a place that that's our focus. So I think mindset is the crux of everything when it comes to our health and well-being. Because if we don't believe we should be healthy or we don't believe we have the ability to get healthy, I just don't think we put all the steps in place to make that happen. Great. I appreciate the comment there. So how does somebody know 
they have a hormonal imbalance. Hormonal imbalance and conversation of hormones and hormone therapy uh, is a big conversation today everywhere. I think everybody's heard yeah. about it. Uh, we all know that our hormones change as we age. How does someone really truly know they have a hormonal imbalance and if they need uh, a self-care uh, paradigm or a program like essential oils. Absolutely. What's well, so interesting, this idea around hormones, it hasn't been a topic of conversation until recently, but we've always had them. You know, when we think about hormones, we're thinking more about, and both men and women have them, but mostly women, you know, and we always think about reproductive hormones. So hot flashes and cravings and brain fog. Um, but you know, women have been struggling with hormone issues since the dawn of time. Um, that's just kind of what happens because we make, we make people, we make humans is what we do. And so it's, I'm so grateful that it's now come to be the conversation. I think a lot of the mindset around, again, women, not necessarily taking care of themselves. They're just being everything to everybody all the time. Um, but now that we're putting a face to it, we're putting some, some, um, context to hormones. It's becoming a hot topic because women are like, oh my gosh, this whole time I was having all of this stuff. And it was just this taboo. Well, women just have it. You know, it's really, it's really actually something that we can help fix. So I'm so grateful that we do have some languaging around it and we do have more research around it. So how do you really know that you've got some hormone issues? I mean, hormones are simply chemical messengers. They're relaying information to the body based on how we live our life, how the life, how we create our life. And they're just kind of responding to that. Now, what we're finding is that you can, we can definitely throw them off if we're continuing to respond to life in a way that doesn't necessarily serve, like we're always stressed out or we're always on the go, we're going to find that our hormones are constantly kind of running around like chickens with their head cut off trying to figure out what's going on with us. So the best way to test them is through, is, well, the best way to know if you've got hormone issues is testing. And one of my favorite definitive testing is, is a, it's, a, it's called the Dutch test. And it looks at um, urine metabolites of your hormones to so kind of seeing how your body is utilizing, utilizing them, when it's utilizing them. But there's also signs and symptoms like cravings, weight gain, mood swings, brain fog, insomnia, fatigue, you know, having a low stress tolerance, um, you know, noticing PMS symptoms, um, noticing um, you know, having a low sex drive, all of those things are pretty big key red light indicators that something isn't right. So people think that there are cycles, right, yeah. to hormones, and there, there, there is, but do you believe that we should always feel good, that we shouldn't have these lulls? Even, you know, speaking of women, during their menstrual cycles, there's, you know, that premenstrual, like, uh, wifezilla that you, that you talk about. People have, you know, these mood swings, uh, usually pretty erratic. Uh, but are they normal? If somebody has hormonal imbalances or hormonal balances, are you going to still find those type of mood swings during certain cycles that are, uh, you know, that have to happen? Well, I mean, very much our hormones and our bodies are very cyclical, right? And we, our hormone cycle breaks down into four different areas of a cycle. And yes, when hormone and hormones are very much fluctuating. So we're looking at like the luteal phase, which is that phase after ovulation, we're heading into the first day of our menstrual cycle, the first day of our period. Um, as we head into that part, so towards the end of that luteal phase, there is a drop off of hormones, there's a drop off of estrogen, testosterone and progesterone. And when that drop off is really, really severe, like, like, oh, like kind of like a drop off that's over the cliff, 
then you're definitely going to experience more symptoms. So although yes, you'll feel less, you'll feel less energetic during that time, you'll definitely feel a shift in, um, in kind of, I wouldn't necessarily a big, it shouldn't be a big shift in mood. But if there's a hormone imbalance, like let's say you are just have you've significantly low progesterone levels, and there's a lot of reasons for that, or it your progesterone just goes off the cliff and just tanks right before your period, because progesterone is such a precious hormone that helps to regulate serotonin levels. If that hormone just tanks on you, which has happened to me, um, then you are the, those swings are going to be much more fierce. They're going to be much more of a kind of a roller coaster. So it shouldn't feel that dramatic. If it is feeling that dramatic, that's because something is underlying going on. Do you believe that men have a monthly cycle as well on the hormone levels of, let's say, testosterone? I know that that can fluctuate daily too, but I recently heard, and I don't have anything to back this up, but it was in a conversation. Somebody mentioned that men go through a similar cycle like a woman does. It may be a little less severe, but do you have any comments I mean, it's, on that? It's really, really, really less severe, right? I mean, the, the cycle of how, the reason why we have our cycle is, is most specifically so that we can bear children. Um, so I wouldn't, mm-hmm. I, you know, we don't have a lot of research on there. I do believe that all humans are in cycles. So yes. Um, but I don't necessarily know men aren't as men don't have as much of a monthly cycle as much as women do. Like it's literally how our hormones are majorly regulating each other, kind of like a seesaw. Um, but yes, that I believe that, you know, we, we all have sleep cycles. We all have waking cycles, cortisol cycles. So there is a lot of cycles that happen within the human body. Okay. So now how do we, how do we provide solutions for these imbalances in our hormones? You use essential oils. You talked about food. Is there anything else? And can you comment deeper on, especially the essential oils? Yeah, absolutely. So there's multiple things that we can do. And it really needs to be an all, a kind of a, a multi-tier uh, plan, right? So the food that we eat, um, because again, hormones are built on building blocks. So if you don't have the building blocks in your body, it's really going to be hard to even make the hormones that you need. So you think of food as being fuel, because that's exactly what it's for, is to provide the building blocks for all, all the biochemical processes in the body. Um, but then also, you note that horm- the way that we live our life. So for instance, if we were to take progesterone, for example, a lot of the reasons why I see women struggle with progesterone levels um, could be not only because of their cycle, but also if we're living in a state of chronic stress, our cortisol levels are constantly being elevated. And when our body favors survival over reproduction, right? If, if your body thinks that you are in a state of of potential doom and survival, it's going to choose living over reproducing because reproduction requires a lot of energy in its own right. So if that's the case and your your body is demanding more cortisol to manage the late meeting you are at or the terrible LA traffic that you're in or the crazy text message that you, some friend sent you that totally threw you for a loop, all of those are signals to the body that there's a tiger lurching um, out there and that you got to be aware of it. So what happens is we steal progesterone. We steal other hormones to make the survival hormone. So it's important to be looking at the way that we're living our life. Now, yeah, so food supplementation plays a role. Lifestyle plays a role as well. Um, But then I love utilizing the power of plant-based essential oils. And how I love to use them, and not that essential oils can't help to balance hormones, but what I love most about them is that they help to create the lifestyle behaviors that we really need to have in place to create 
overall hormone balance and not just hormone balance, but overall, you know, cellular vitality and, and happiness and joy and all the things that we're looking for. I love what you just said there about the lifestyle. I couldn't agree more. It has to be a lifestyle. One of my favorite quotes is, if it's not exercise, it's not diet, it's a lifestyle. And I promote that daily with all my clients that I work with. Now, you just helped me to even see a deeper understanding of how essential oils can help, you know, creating that lifestyle. Because when you do have essential oils around the house, it makes you more mindful and appreciative of the of the little things it makes you more mindful of maybe meditating or being uh getting to bed earlier now how much of that plays a role as opposed to the actual oils like is it 50 50 you know i mean how what, what's mm. the difference between that's the two? a great question and that can be that's in, it's, it's hard to quantify in a lot of ways for instance one having oils on hand for stress reduction because we recognize, you know, our stress tolerance, all of it, like one of the things I notice with people, they'll tell me all of a sudden, I felt like everything anyone said to me was setting me off. That means you've got a low stress tolerance, right? Someone, mm-hmm. someone just says the wrong thing at the wrong time. And really, it could have been anything at that time they could have said. Um, but having oils in front of you. So there are oils, like let's say lavender, bergamot, ylang-ylang, cedarwood, Roman chamomile, all of these, most of these are, are, are floral, some of these are wood oils, and we know that they have chemical properties, chemical constituents that help to lower cortisol levels, repair the HPA access, which is kind of running that stress, um, that stress communication in the brain. Um, it helps to lower blood pressure and helps to lower the pulse point. So by simply breathing these oils in, you're going to have a biological response to using those oils. However, if you are reaching for an oil because you know you're feeling or sensing stress, that's a lifestyle, that's a lifestyle decision. And so, so not only do the oils we know within the 60 seconds lower those stress-driven hormones and that stress-driven response, but by being mindful and using that oil, you're actually changing the neural pathways by making decisions. So it can be, you know, I guess we could say maybe a 50-50. The oil in its own right is 100% going to lower stress levels. But again, we're talking about a lifestyle that you live that ensures that you don't find yourself creating scenarios where you're feeling stress all the time. Super cool. I love it. So I'm going to maybe kind of, I'm going to put a little spin Mm -hmm. on this here and, and challenge you. So I can't smell. Okay. I lost my sense of smell from my head trauma. I haven't been able to smell for over 24 years. Would essential oils still have the same effect Absolutely. on me? Absolutely. Yeah, because again, these oils, not only, that, I mean, clearly they have a really profound effect in the limbic brain because your limbic brain's still there, right? And your hypothalamus mm-hmm. is there. You're, as far yeah. as I know, they did do brain surgery. They might've removed some things. I but... hope they didn't remove that part. <laughs> um, so, so that part of the brain, that, that's controlling the autonomic nervous system, parts of the autonomic, the automatic. So you, you breathing, your hormone regulating, the uh, signaling digestion, all of that is really being controlled. That sense of danger, um, or if you're feeling like you're in danger, that is being driven by that, that limbic brain. And so even by just breathing the oils in, if, even if you can't smell them or not, they're going into the brain. But also by breathing them in, they are crossing over the blood barrier in the alveoli, which is in the respiratory, the lungs, and it's going into the bloodstream. So oils are not only powerful aromatically, but just simply by breathing them in, they go into the blood. And what happens there is that these oils can go into your cells, like it or not. 
and they can have really profound impact that way too. Well, the essential oils sound really powerful and I can, I can sense that they have a lot more uh, application than what we even really know. We talk about lavender a lot. I think that's probably one of the more common sense because it helps people to relax but there are oils that can help you lose yes, weight. Yes, there are. Yes. Is that and correct? Just, All right. So tell yeah, me and about that. A little that. side note on lavender. You think, you think about Europe, and Europe's a little bit ahead of the game when it comes to more natural options and much more a holistic approach to medicine. But how they treat anxiety in Europe is they have – they dose out um, lavender in, in little lavender capsules. So it wouldn't even hmm. be an aromatic application. It's an internal application. Yeah. Oh. Cool. I like so, that. so weight loss. So there are oils that are not only detoxification benefit, like oils that are great for detoxifying the body. So helping to support the liver, like geranium, rosemary, and um, grapefruit. So those are great for helping to support the liver. There's also oils that are great for helping to support um, digestive enzymes and bile duct. And so ensuring that we're actually digesting our food and utilizing our food. Um, but then there are also oils that are appetite suppressants and craving suppressants. So an appetite suppressant and a craving suppressant oil would be grapefruit and peppermint. Um, and peppermint is also great for peristalsis. It's great for soothing digestive discomfort, even acid reflux. And so you're going to find that those two oils can actually not only curb cravings, but also can reduce your appetite and then your metabolic boosters are going to be oils like cinnamon and ginger. They're both, um, they're both warming oils, so they boost metabolism. But also cinnamon is a blood sugar stabilizer. So it'll actually stabilize your blood sugar, which also plays a big role in putting on weight as well. So can you now use oils not just in – like you, so you just said the, the people in France use it and they mm -hmm. ingest it as prescribed from their physicians. Can we use the oils that we buy in – any of the health food stores here on our food. Oh, we can actually definitely cook with them. You want to be really mindful. So internal usage is a lot of, there's a little bit of controversy around internal usage. And I'm always very cautious around internal usage. If someone, for instance, um, like turmeric essential oil, turmeric essential mm. oil is more bioavailable than turmeric powder. Um, and it is really profound in its antioxidant properties. It helps to boost phase two detoxification, and it helps to boost glutathione levels in the body. So turmeric, because we already consume turmeric in a powder form, I feel really comfortable recommending it in internal form as well. It's not oils. Not all oils can be ingested. Not all quality of oils can be ingested. So you want to make sure that your oil has a supplement label, but that you're using it for a very targeted purpose. I don't want people just drinking essential oils all day long, every day. Um, one, your body still has to me metabolize those oils. It still has to work it out. It's kind of like vitamin C. You know, you can take 10,000 milligrams of vitamin C. Your body may not need all of that. It's going to send the rest out the door. So just being really mindful about, you know, being targeted with those solutions. So if I was trying to regulate blood sugar levels um, with cinnamon oil, I would maybe do just one drop a day um, in like a tea, um, just so that you're not overdoing it. Cool. So I want to create a little scenario sure. here and want you to give me a solution. So most of the people today are pressed for time. Yes. They're either, they lack energy mm -hmm. They are overweight or not in such great shape. I mean, you know, obese or you're just maybe five or 10 pounds overweight and they're stressed. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we got those four, four uh, problems. Mm -hmm. What kind of 
solutions could we provide using the essential oils? What would it look like for them? Absolutely. Well, one, I think it's important to have oils around for stress. So having a little roller, roller blend of lavender and bergamot for any time you're feeling stressed, rolling that over palms, over your wrist, breathing it in. And then having an oil, like I personally, my, my sugar be gone blend, which is a combination of peppermint, lemon, and grapefruit. Um, and it, it can be, you can already pre-make it. You can add it to a water infusion if it's a high quality oil that you're, you're, you're drinking on, or you can also rub your palms together, breathe it in if ever you're dealing with some type of craving. And then I think, you know, a lot of people, it's really, I mean, clearly moving your body is so important. I don't talk about exercise. I really talk about moving the body, you know, not being sedentary. And there are great oils for kind of opening up the respiratory pathways, making sure that we've got oxygen to the brain, that we are kind of have that burst of energy. So my instant energy remedy is a combination of wild orange and peppermint. It can also be used for cravings. It can also be used for brain fog and productivity. So it's there. It's it's a multi-use blend, and it's just a drop of each diluted. Rub again, breathe it in, or apply it to the back of the neck. Apply it to the wrists. Apply it to the temples, and you're going to experience more brain function. You're going to experience more energy, and it's it's also great for curbing those cravings. So those would be, I think, what really what it is is having them in front of you, having those oils in front of you. So instead, when you're having an emergency moment, a stress moment, uh, exhaustion and fatigue moment, a craving moment that you're grabbing the oil before you grab something else, something that may not serve you. And that's what we do in our house. It's, it's like you, you fail the plan. You plan to fail. You have to have food. If you're going on a long trip, you should have a little bit of water. You should have some snacks in the car, things that you can use for fuel, like you said earlier, rather than stopping off at a convenience store on the way to wherever you're going and eating a bag of chips or having a Coca-Cola where you're getting high levels of sugar and then you crash by the time you get to your destination. So I like that planning ahead of time and creating that lifestyle. That's one of the biggest takeaways I've gotten here about the essential oils and the way that you approach this, that it's just not about the oil. It's about creating that lifestyle change that's going to promote the longevity and the effects of this. Yes. It's, and it's enjoyable. Like you had mentioned earlier, you know, so often we feel like we're slogging through this health journey. Well, I hope because people are listening to this amazing podcast that they get so they're not feeling like they're slogging through that health journey. But there are moments where when we're in this health, this health journey that it feels frustrating, and maybe we don't feel like we're moving the needle as much as we like. And I've had so much of that from my patients telling me I just want those wins. I want to win. I want a ritual that feels good. I want this health journey to feel fun and, and to feel decadent. Like I want to enjoy this journey. If it's because let's be honest, if this lifestyle is a daily, it, they're daily decisions every single day, right? That's what this is about. And having oils just to make you feel great, to, to kind of boost your mood. I always tell people you can't stay angry with a citrus oil, like breathing in tangerine or wild orange. It's almost impossible because they boost serotonin and dopamine levels. It's, it's almost impossible. So having that, if you feel like there's someone who really lights you up, gets you upset, you know, having that oil that you can turn to in that moment is really going to set you up for success. Awesome. You also have another book that I want to comment on. My wife is Japanese. You have a book called The Matcha Miracle. Can you comment a little bit on the powerful effects of matcha for my own personal benefits? And I know the listeners will enjoy it as yeah. well. Yeah. Steve, are you guys matcha drinkers? We are. We love it. And we love, yeah. My wife's mom was a 
uh, a traditional tea ceremony teacher or instructor in Japan. So we have some really cool teapots and uh, we have some cool cups and the whole matcha thing. And it's, it's been a great experience. I love drinking it. So it's more than just drinking it for its, its, its ingredients and the way it makes you feel and the energy. It's more about the ritualistic yes. of it. And that's what I love. Yes. About it. I'm a big fan of rituals and there, you know, that's what I love about the Japanese culture so much. And you would know more than I do having a really beautiful wife in the culture, but it, they, there's so many gorgeous rituals that they have because I think they really understood the the power of lifestyle and mindfulness and so matcha if it's done right which a lot of people you know they starbucks is making everyone's making matcha but there's a yeah. whole ritual around it even with the whisk and the ritual of making it is such a calming and stress-free ritual but then all of the incredible benefits of matchas a lot of people know it's 10 times more powerful in terms of antioxidants than even green tea it has metabolic properties it has anti-cancer properties immune system properties um l-theanine for helping to boost brain function that has a little bit of caffeine but those ca caffeine molecules actually bind to the antioxidants so it's released slowly over time so there's a lot of wonderful benefits you know if people can't tolerate coffee or caffeine it's another option um, for for those who kind of want a little extra boost but it does it in a really gradual way so there that's the most important thing I love about matcha is the ritual of making it because it's something that we deserve to get to do love it Dr. Snyder, you're outstanding. Again, a superwoman, a super doctor, and you create a variety of opportunities for people to live a healthy and fit life. I think it's super cool that you create that because so many people tend to focus on one area. I believe that variety is the spice of life. Uh, no pun intended with your oils. <laughs> uh, I would love for people to stay in touch with you to see what you're up to. Where can they do that? Yeah, so I'm on Insta um, at Dr. Marisa, M-A-R-I-Z-A. I share a lot of tips and recipes and all kinds of fun stuff there. I also have a podcast called the Essentially You Podcast, all about helping people to become the CEO of their health, because I really do believe in that. Um, and then my books are on Amazon, um, all, all, almost all seven of them. The seventh one will be out really soon, and those are going to be the best places to find me. Awesome. Well, I'd love to be a guest on your podcast one day. Absolutely, Steve. Soon, yeah. That'd be cool. So uh, again, thank you for your time. Thank you for your expertise and being so passionate about helping others. Everybody, please take this for real. This is the real deal. Dr. Marisa Snyder, you rock. Keep on doing what you're doing. Everybody stay healthy and fit. Until next time. Thank you for listening. And I hope you enjoyed the podcast. And one more thing before you take off. Would you like to receive a short email from me one time a week on Fridays? Five to Thrive Fridays is a way for me to keep you expanding your health and fitness with five of the coolest things that I find interesting or ideas that I've been thinking about. Health and fitness books, trends, foods, recipes, supplements, anything to keep you feeling healthy and fit over the weekend and beyond. Visit stevejordan.com and click on the hashtag I am healthy and fit to leave your email address. And one more important note, if you found this podcast motivating, inspiring, or educational, please share with your family, your friends, coworkers, or anyone that you know who needs to improve their health or fitness. Take a screenshot of this podcast and share on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or any other social media platform. Taking the initiative to share not only helps the people you share it with, but it will help you 
because the law of giving to get. You see, when you give with generosity and without expectation, you will receive more for doing so. And this holds true when you want to be healthy and fit, my friends. This is another exercise that I prescribe to all of my clients. And those that have taken it on have undoubtedly seen the most results. So please, take a few more minutes of your time and do it now. Thank you again for listening. I am healthy and fit.